Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to sleepaway camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Baba, revolve. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Turn it! Turn the wheel! Oh my God! Sleepaway camp. You won't be coming home. Guess who's back? Back again. Kyle's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? 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 Hey. Anyway. Anyway, it's good to be back. Man, I haven't been here in months. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been, it's been a bit. I hope everyone's well out there that is listening and you need something to kill some time. What better way to kill some time than a slasher from 1983? Ooh, with some very uncanny male nudity? Male nudes. Send the nudes. (laughs) But yeah, kind of sticking to like you and Horror Dads did last week, June is Pride Month. Um, And, you know, your dissection of Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge... The hidden subtext may be in some horror films that a lot of people don't really know. Um, and this is one of them where I don't think the intent at all, I think, is just the the purpose was to just make a very cheap slasher movie. Right. But as the years go on, because of what happens in the movie, because of what happens at the end of the movie especially, um, it has very, you know, it has a very queer subtext. Most certainly it does. Um, and in particular, trans. Yes, exactly. As someone who is related to someone who has transitioned and uh, is a part of a family that's trying to learn along the way, the biggest thing that you can do is just continue to be there for them because the ultimate takeaway is that we only have one chance at this. And being there for somebody is one of the most rewarding things um, that anyone can do for themselves and for that other person because ultimately time is precious And if you can give someone your time, then that means that that meant something. So when you are trying to connect and trying to understand, just listen and you'll learn something. And at the end of the day, what's inside might be more true to the person and more meaningful relationship for you in the end. Wow. Well said. That's one of the things my takeaways, I guess, is is just kind of like what you said. It's Regardless of like how confused, say, you're feeling about that situation, it's almost like you have. It's not about you anymore. It's about the person. It's about understanding them as a person. It's about like you know, um, empathizing and you know, just be there for somebody else. Like don't you know, don't be there for yourself. Like just in this moment, I think that's one of the main things about like understanding and kind of you know, caring for somebody. Else. Regardless of where you're from, 
there's a bunch of us out there that can relate to well, this yeah, movie. Well, yeah, like, yeah, the people that are into these kind of movies. That, I mean, there's just, at that, at that very base level, there's a connect. We all connect in that way. It doesn't matter what, who you are, where you come from. You know what I mean? If, if we're all of this, if you're listening to this for the horror movies, I mean, that's our connection, right? Like, which is so funny because uh, I was thinking about it the other day that we were aware of our horror connection. Mm hmm. But I didn't think that it would become like our thing, but it has become our thing because it comes so natural to us. And quite honestly, there's a community out there and the majority of our listeners are all horror fans anyway. Mm-hmm. So you got to listen to yourselves. You got to be true to yourself. So Right. What you know? Yeah, that's, that's right. The world can feel like a pretty hopeless place nowadays. There are about a billion problems in the world, but yet it feels like no one's willing to talk about them. So that's why you should go listen to my new podcast, A Modern Proposal. My name is Parker James, and I'm going to share with you the world's worst problems and some even worse solutions with a guest that's coming in completely cold. You can find A Modern Proposal wherever you get your pods casted. Listen, follow, and be sad. Stoner Chicks. We're four friends who met through comedy and bonded through weed. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. If you love smoking weed and laughing with your friends, this podcast is for you. Weekly episodes will drop on Fridays starting April 2nd, so subscribe now to Stoner Chicks wherever you get your podcasts. Coming to your favorite podcatcher soon. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, 1983. So that's that's what we're talking about today. There have been different reads on it, but we are going to just watch it as fans of horror. And spoiler alert, <laughs> one of the greatest twist endings in horror film history is about to be revealed. Most but, certainly. I mean, if you're listening to this, I bet you you probably already know. We've got, uh, we've got some beer going. I hope you have your copy of Sleepaway Camp. Um, as you know... The card at the beginning says, in fond memory of mom, a doer. Now, I'm not sure what she's a doer of. Hmm. Did she do anything similar to what's in this movie? The aunt that's in this movie, you know, was she? Hopefully she wasn't the inspiration. Was she a doer? I mean, she was. She, she, she did she, do. She was a mover and a shaker, baby. She did, she did do. You go ahead and hit play on your copy. Paper, rock, scissors, shoot. There we go. American Eagle Films. I, I love these title cards. Yeah, like, I wonder how so many of retro. those are basically created. Like, you know, what was this? Like three? They had, I think it had a budget of three hundred fifty thousand. Did they right. just make that up? Like, is that actually a production company, <laughs> or is it just like was it know. made up for this movie? Yeah, I know exactly. Like, I, I feel like some of those eighties, especially these slashers, um, capitalizing on the early eighties craze of slashers. Actually, this is kind of the end of it. 83 because slashers really their their timeline was really the early 80s of them being popular and then it wasn't until 84 when west put out uh nightmare on elm street one that it was revitalizing the slasher genre yeah because this one i think he the director uh his name robert hiltzik had said basically they just wanted to you know capitalize on the you know friday the 13th was such a juggernaut you know and changed everything for you know mainstream kind of like hollywood slashers brought it into the popularity um you know they just wanted to do a horror film it's like how can we do it as cheap as possible well we'll just sit it at a summer camp one location perfect you know what i mean just super efficient Bunch of kids yeah 
in turmoil in a camp. Come on. We've all been kids at a camp. Did you go to camp? Yeah, I love I what was I in? Was it Cubs? I forget. Something like that. Yeah, I, cool. but I did go to a summer camp and actually um I forget now where it was, but looking at these shots of these cabins, it kind of it almost reminds me of I guess probably all summer camps look the same in a way. Um yeah. at least what you remember of them. But yeah, just these like white super thin run like i remember inside it was just bunk beds really thin um hardwood kind of bunk beds that we all we just basically had a sleep uh our sleeping bag on the on the wood bed you know um but what i remember there was a really we had like story scary story time and they had organized through the other counselors while they were telling a story about like the wendigo or bigfoot or something and man Oh, no, it was like they were talking about a, a hatchet murderer that was, like, escaped from a mental institution. And one of the counselors came in, like, dressed in some crazy mask with a hatchet and starts, like, slamming <laughs> it around everywhere. I swear, man, I was so scared. Um, I still remember that. Oh, man, I love it. Right now, my uh, my three-and-a-half-year-old is all about being told scary stories. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, just uh, kind of recap what's going on here. We're hearing the overlay of voices and of, of camp from... Be from past. Oh yeah, Camp Arawak. And it's for sale. Now it looks like it's been closed down. Now it's <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> the nice fade to black. Yeah. Yeah. Now is this a time elapse here? Is it going to give us something? We well, have to assume. Well, this is the this is the origin, right? This is like Well, yes. It did look like it was almost fall. Where it was, like the trees, the the leaves were all different color. Where's this accent from? Is this New Jersey? So, yes, it was filmed in New Jersey. Uh, And, yeah, so everybody in this movie does have a really sweet New Jersey accent. Yeah, I'm all about 80s dad chest hair. Yeah. (laughs) Look at those nips just trying so hard to surface through that he bush. <laughs> she, I remember, she seems like a lot of fun to hang out with. I know, but just like classic big sister, or I don't even know if she's a sister or whatever she is. But yeah, it's like and putting just your other person, the other person through pain is like funny to you. You know, it's such a summer it's thing. Like she's scared, terrified. Doesn't yeah, yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of the love of being a horror fan, right? You know, it's that thrill. It's like a roller coaster, right? Rotten, Here you go. Rotten kids, man. Rotten little brats. What a yeah, delayed see. reaction. <laughs> seeing seeing that boat overturn like that reminds me of that scene from Jaws 2. When the boat is overturned, the kid climbs up, and you know the older girl can't get up quite in time, and then the shark just grabs her right in front of the little kid. It's super traumatic. Yeah. Oh, I love summertime horror movies. So do I. I, yeah. I mean, there's a I'm, reason. There's a reason why they're like so popular, like now, so enduring. Um, so this I, is a theory. There's a, there's some theories that go around, well, and this goes to the whole um, just, what we're talking about. Yeah, like the 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 guys. I guess the queer subtext of these horror movies is that quite possibly Angela's dad had a boyfriend, Lenny. Oh, is that his name, Lenny? Oh, you know his name and everything. What's Angela's brother's name again? I forget. Peter. Peter. 
Now, I'm a really big fan of this skier's acting in this scene. I know. She does seem terrified. Like, listen to her. Man, that's a full-on scream. Yeah, she's right into it. And, like, also, why are you going right towards the shore? No. John. Oh, man. Yeah. This is a strong opening. This is strong because, you know, it's like she is, like, really awesome, actually, whoever this young actress is. But that's what makes these scenes so effective is because, like, you need to convey the seriousness of what's happening to the audience. You need the audience to be... You know, at, at the level emotionally, dude, and but, she brings it. You but, know? but I mean, that just implies a child just died. Yeah, they don't need to show too much. They just, right. you know, a mangled. Yeah, life and that's jacket. and that's more the horror. Okay, here we are, eight years later at the McAllister home. Yeah, really, holy! It does look like the McAllister home. Yeah. Even the inside looks like it, right? <gasps> look at this. Look at the stairs. Look at the living room. It's the same. It's the same house. I'm convinced. No, that just won't do at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 big fella, big fella, big fella, hey. A whole bag. Such a weird acting style. Why? What about it is weird. It's awesome. Yeah. Do we need any explanations, truly? Desiree Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, American theater, film, and television actress. She's known for her role in the 1983 slasher classic Which Sleepaway Camp. Which is hilarious Camp. because she actually said that she was uh, pretty resistant to the over-the-top, flaky, slanted presentation of the character. Yeah, like, and what is she wearing well, it's a very weird. Another th- more theories, I guess, come about and through the internet that she might be trans. Did you oh, hear that really? one? Yeah, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at her here, it's almost you can tell like there's a kind of weird. Maybe it's just the un, you know the 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 oddness of her makeup and about the way she dresses, but mm-hmm. it might you know. I understand. I understand. But you know what? Sometimes we spend too much time digging. <laughs> well, I didn't do that. No, no, I no, was no, no. just reading. No, no, no. I mean, we. Uh, yes. You know, yes. Uh, the collective we. Yeah. Those that like to read cinema, like literature. Yes. Um, yes, there might be a little too much to dig into and not enough at the same time. And that's kind of the problem with sometimes uh, trying to just enjoy an 80s slasher film. But yeah. nonetheless, this is a very complex yet simple character. Yes. And also, here we are. So, introducing Felissa Rose as Angela and Jonathan Tiersten as Ricky, her cousin, uh, the son of this crazy, weird, very scary aunt. But yeah, so they're yeah, both. There's some things he'll never tell. <laughs> yeah. So, they're both brand new actors, apparently, like their first ever roles. Uh, just kind of, you know, young kids pulled from the streets in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, and apparently they even had a little, maybe a little crush on each other. Ooh, buddy and romance. Well, they they had a crush. They didn't, you know, move forward. Well, because, yeah, she was, what, 13, I think? And he, and he, and he was, was 17, 17 yeah. yeah. So she was a little too young, but. But this is, okay, so to that point, the age discussion, that's kind of interesting because this era of horror film, 
um, especially the slasher genre, kids, teens, and peril. Um, you ha- usually had a lot of older actors pretending either through makeup or just by casting genuinely young-looking individuals. Yeah. To play younger people. This is actually summer camp. Yeah, the director even said he goes, he specifically wanted the young kids to be playing young kids. So they're all like, you know, perfectly of age. They're all completely naturalistic. They're all very effective, you know. And it's a perfect, I. it's like such a great a depiction of an actual summer camp, of like what it actually meant to go to one of those summer camps. And speaking of this summer camp, as a child, Robert Hiltzik actually went to this camp that was used in the film. This very camp. Interesting. Oh, God. Yuck. Young, fresh chicken he just called kids. Like, okay. Baldies. So do we have baldies? That's disgusting. Oh, that is so man. disgusting. Does that guy's voice sound and familiar look, to you? Does this, that guy's voice sound familiar? No. His son... Oh, really? Is he his father? Wow, James now Earl he's, Jones' father. he's the father of <laughs> Darth Vader. A very good... Another very good twist in, in movie history. That's right, yes. Luke, yes. I'm your father. So that what? is... Um, that's Robert Earl Jones, and he plays Ben. And Owen Hughes plays Artie, the pederast. Man, and like, so is there no, like, background checks? Like, where did they find this guy? How did they, why did they decide he was going to be the chef for this summer camp? The very first thing out of his mouth as soon as the kids show up is baldies. It's (laughs) disgusting. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Ben's got quite the pre-1980s, or... uh, Robert Earl Jones has quite the pre-1980s uh, repertoire here. Um, a lot of films I don't know except for The Sting. Wow. He was in that. He was in Kojak, the TV series. Afterwards, oh, here's one. Maniac Cop 2. Hey. That's a little more up our alley. Here we go. Judy. Judy! You heartless wench. Like, you talk about um, pre... The, like. When you think of Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls, here we have the original Mean Girl. One of the originals, I would say. She's perfect in this movie. What's her name? I forget. (laughs) Judy. Karen Fields as Judy. Probably, you know, a lot of these people, a lot of the people in these movies seem to be like a one and done. Even the director himself, he did a reboot, uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp, I think 2008. But those are the only two movies he's ever directed. Um, Yep. In fact, she was cast as Judy in a short called Judy. Really? Wow. I'm going to have to look Anyways, into that. Um, you talk about like queen bees, you know. Oh, man. Rules the roost through evil and manipulation and intimidation. That's Judy in yeah. a nutshell. She, she, she is every high school interaction. We've all, actually every one of these individuals at Camp Arawak, exist in real life and we all know someone yeah exactly like them. uh and here's another a kind of she's like the older queen bee she's like uh the returning kind of uh what's her name so she plays meg and her name's Catherine cammy she was actually a star of her name was pamela kinsley on all my children which i did not know get until out. today 
get and right out of town. And apparently, Felissa Rose was like super, imp- just kind of almost starstruck. She's, which is kind of funny because Felissa Rose was the star. Yeah, she was hired to be the star, and she's like, "Oh my god, there's going to be this other star that's coming." I don't know. I find that really funny and endearing. Yeah, it's it's it almost becomes like a like a super group, you know, like when you start casting a film. Like you think about bands, and you know, this person's from this band, this person's from. All of a sudden, it's known as a super group. Mm. Well, every movie is a super group. To yeah, to a degree, I guess. Like you'd have definitely uh, kind of veterans. Like say, even in them Crooked Vultures, you know, John Paul Jones was. Like the veteran. Uh, looks like there's something secretive here going yeah, on. Yeah, okay. So here we Meg go. And, We're uh, going to have to get, yeah, get into this at some point. This is the most... There's a lot of unrealistic things about this movie. There's a lot of things that go over the top. There's a lot of things... You mean the 1983 know. slasher? There's unrealistic things going on? But this, to me, just... It, I, I can't... It can't be explained. It can't be... I will never, ever understand why Meg... You know, a very attractive mm-hmm. 20-year-old girl... Goes for man, Mel. Yeah, how old is he? And he's just—I don't know, man. It's so funny. Do you know that this is um, Mike Kellen's last acting role? Because unfortunately, he passed away in the same year. Oh, but, oh my God, Matt! Wait, you got to look at this guy's shorts. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even see the shorts. I I was looking at the red that was duct taped to a bulge. Yeah. Like, I, I think that that guy, what's his name? Who is he? Obviously not a lot of them. They were like, just just, just bring what you wear. And he's probably like, oh, I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, Ronnie, played by Paul D'Angelo. Man, killing it. He's killing those red shorts. <laughs> like, he probably listens to Rat on the regular. <laughs> round Dude, round. I listened to Rat today. I love Rat. I Actually, legit... Rat- Rat is an underrated 80s hair band. And, you know, I only really know Round and Round, but I just downloaded this five-song compilation thing that I found on Spotify. Man, they got some good songs. And no, I, they do. I like Rat. You know, well, I've always loved Round and Round, like, always. Yeah. but That album, Out of the Cellar, is fantastic. Okay, so here's no, w- one of the scariest moments of the film. Because he's, like, about... Yeah, we'll see in a sec. Yeah. No, she's pretty silent. Yeah, she's just quiet. She's just, she is pretty quiet. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Good one, Meg. Yeah, that one-liner laughter about manslaughter. You can't spell manslaughter without laughter. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I guess you can't. <laughs> Ugh. This guy Look was his- perfectly cast to the point where it's like, did he even try? It's like his shirt is just grease stained, and look at this guy! Like he's so brazen. So apparently, he got thrashed into that case for real several times over. He punches the box. Wait a minute! That box said "Tubby." Also, did I see Quebec? I thought I I saw a topless next to it. Yeah, there's a lot of weird. Yeah. Just scared them. Hmm. Like, look, he's like, everyone's terrible. Everybody's terrible in this scene. No one is doing anything about what is so obvious, right? Even him. Even James Earl Jones's father is a piece of shit. 
No wonder you raised Darth Vader. He looked the other Look way. Look at the size that. of this pot. <laughs> How many lobsters could you fit in that thing, man? I don't know, but that thing is going to be full of corn. A couple, lo- couple minutes ago, how do you even know? <laughs> he looked into the steam and it was like, yeah, a couple minutes left, yeah. Is there even anything in there? <laughs> oh, my God. And why are you adding more salt? You don't even know. What are your qualifications to... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know there's no salt in the thing he picked up. Oh, God. All right. First POV. I love it. It's already excellent. Got that real Sean S. Cunningham vibe. Yeah. Slash, slash like even the music's just got that like chimey quality right now that bling, bling, very like the opening of halloween michael myers you know yeah classic pov kill shot yeah yeah okay find your find your place there you go <laughs> who are you talking to There's no salt coming out of that. <laughs> he loves salt. He loves that salt. He's got the Miller Tall Boy there I know, hiding. I was just noticing that yeah. too. Oh Look yeah, at the ass of those pants. Is it, Why wear white? Is it dirt or is it sh- like shit? Shame. That's what's on it. Oh. oh! You know, all he has to do is really just like shimmy to, you know. Yeah. No, you take he him away. He pushed himself back. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll do <laughs> That'll it. make me stop. Yeah. yeah. That'll make me like you even more. Again, a very solid, very solid screams. Yes, very yes, selling. Very convincing. Oh. Ugh. Now, this is actually pretty terrifying because... You can Look feel you can feel the burns. Yeah, and apparently the special effects guy said he used uh, just a lot of gelatin and kind of fed like an extra layer of skin through the back of his neck, so it looked like it would be bubbling up and kind of moving. Yeah, some smoke and water. Oh, terrible! Oh, oh look at it. <laughs> you know, as someone yeah, no. who has never done. You know, experienced any sort of burns or issues like this, um, it looks so convincing. Like, it, it does, feels you know? like I shouldn't have seen that. And for, yeah, especially how long ago this was made, and, you know, practical effects always, you know, sometimes they can just, you know, they're super effective. And Yeah, most certainly. All right, so can we talk about the fly trap just loaded there? Where? Right next to him. Look at that fly paper just. Dangling full of dead flies. Oh, is that flies. what that is? Yes. That's very strange. Why does... Oh, is he a... Cor- oh, no, he's like a doctor. But he has, he has scissors in his front pocket. That's kind of weird. No, he's a barber. <laughs> he has that really nice hair, honestly. <laughs> he does have nice He's Leslie, Leslie Nielsen hair. Yes, he does. He's got that... No, no, you don't need to tell them anything. Yeah, Nothing I know. Just about. the worst staff. Yeah, don't know much too much about like Mr. Muscle Man over here, but... Um, man, every one of these staff are just like looking like the other Muscle way. Muscle Man has brought children to the obviously creepazoid. Yeah, really. But, you know. Oh. Uh, now, I mean. He loves his cigars. 
What are we drinking this evening? Ooh, today some new ones. Um, being from Nova Scotia, took a little road trip to Chester, Ooh, which is on the tropical, south, balmy Chester, south shore of our beautiful province. Uh, and there's a brand new brewery, Tanner and Co. Brewing from Chester Basin, mm-hmm. Nova Scotia. And we have a blonde, Belgian blonde, and a classic pale ale. And I, I'll, I'll be honest, both have been super smooth, very tasty. Yeah, the blonde. Hello. It's like a yeah. I almost it says Belgian blonde. I, I it almost tastes like a wheat. There's a bit of a wheat ale, like a you know like a Hefeweizen or something. Or what's that called? Um, Ho Gardens. Ho Garden. That's it. I loved Ho yeah, Garden. So do I. Yeah. Wow. That has that kind of weird tinge. Of, yeah, I could drink another half dozen of those, no problem. I know. <laughs> what is this guy? Where does this guy like? Just what does he? How does he just deal like with life like that? He's just paying people off, looking the other way. So it's it's worse and better for them to cover up the burning, the scalding. Yes. Than it is to talk about the pedophilia the fact that he yeah. literally almost sexually assaulted a thirteen-year-old girl. In plain view of and everybody, and this guy was like literally right outside of the yeah. door. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah. Camp air away. Good time. Stay Good away. Time. Stay yeah. away. Yeah. Oh yeah. This so is great. You know what's funny? As I remember this now, so I remember uh, watching this originally in where I grew up in Cool Harbor. Uh, remember, you used to go to the video store and, and you'd have the false uh, covers, and then they used to give you the hard shell plastic cases, but it would just have like the pen written on it. I remember it would just say "Sleepaway Camp" in the Venus video or whatever the paper insert. And I remember watching this, and what this prank? I, I we actually tried to. I think we tried to pull this on one of our friends. What's about to go down here? I don't know. I can't remember now if it worked or not. But I, I just thought this was such a funny ass prank. Ass prank. Literally. Get it? Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, really buddy. Cracked me up. Which one's this one? Oh. Um, Looks like orange juice. The milkshake. Mm. Oh, ass in the face. Talk about that thud into that cheek. <laughs> also, I don't know. Oh, my. Look at these cutoff shirts. <laughs> the fashion of the 80s is just something Look else. Look at the man. high socks. So high. Oh, my God. <laughs> A five bucks ride. Is gambling at this camp? He's betting on little boys. I don't like this. Uh, something about uh, Ricky's. That's his name, right? Ricky. Ricky Bobby. Uh, something about his best friend here. <laughs> I don't know. Always reminds me of Snake from DeGrassi Junior High. Yeah. Kind of has that vibe. Man, he's such a hustler. He's like awesome. I love. Oh my goodness. Right. This surprised me how good this beer is. Okay, so this is the Live Transmission Milkshake IPA by Flying Monkeys. And what you're tasting is coconut. I was going to say, I was like, that's amazing. Now, that might sound bizarre. Like, if you read this label, you probably wouldn't buy it. I'll be honest with you. But I bought it because of the label without reading it. (laughs) I buy beer at this point. If it looks cool, I'm buying it. Like a metal album. Judging a beer by its cover. It's like a metal album, yeah. Or like a horror movie cover. Mm-hmm. Apparently a lot of people, uh, people, I forget who said it in the interviews, but they complained how long this scene took. 
Well, apparently and they're Ricky. Like, Come on, it's just a baseball game. It's yeah, apparently Ricky, uh, the the actor play Ricky uh, Jonathan, he had said that lots of critics, lots of fans have said, you know, like, oh my god, this scene takes forever. But it, so does camp. <laughs> yeah, you're just sitting around playing ball. Here you go. Eat shit and live. Bill. He just does not give a shit, man. That like, kid I is love awesome. That kid. He's so sassy. My spirit animal. <laughs> what? Is, <laughs> look at this. Guy, this guy's playing a Game Boy. No, yeah, but it's a calculator. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Man. Yeah, looking like an Edward Furlong motherfucker out there, just hustling. Oh, oh, he got it though. He got it. He got it. Oh, come on, hustle. Eight six, yep. More time lapse. <laughs> Eat shit and live. <laughs> Eat shit and live, Bill. What an insult! <laughs> man, look at that catch! You see that catch? That was solid, man. <laughs> you should feel ashamed. Yeah. Like, like, if anyone's familiar with the Trailer Park Boys, this is what Trailer Park Boys is like. Yeah. It's like two sides against each other, cursing with one-liners. <laughs> also, the swears are just delivered so effect. You know. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? Like Rob Wells is a swearist because yeah. sometimes you can. There's a way to deliver a swear word that's just like instinctively funny. And just the way that guy was like, fuck you. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. so funny. It's so natural. But what I love about this movie, it's riddled with red herrings. Yeah. So initially, like the the camp uh, owner kind of maybe hinted that the, what what is he, James Earl Jones' father? Is he like a janitor or is he uh, like a, an assistant to the chef or something? Yeah, I guess like a sous chef. Anyway, so yeah, they hint that he may be, oh, you're, this looks like you're now head in charge of the kitchen. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then you got like, yeah, the, the rivalry between the older kids and the younger kids. It's interesting about how this uh, really exposes bullying culture as a... Although it's a norm for every age group, there's always a bullying culture within every age group. I know. Uh, this is so natural because we we can relate to this situation. Just being made fun of for like just being, being an outsider, and just but not only not only that. What's what's worse? Like sometimes is you're just being yourself, and then people make fun of you for it because I don't know. That's just a terrible. It is terrible. It's it's ignorance. It's you know confusion. It's sometimes people have more more freedom at being themselves if they're. Quiet if they express themselves differently and and then they get picked on. So here's Angela. Can you talk? At least I love how Angela just like she doesn't even falter. She's yeah. just like I don't give a fucking shit what you're telling me right now. Like just leave me alone. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, and that's actually a really might be an effective way to deal with a bullet. Sure, <laughs> just don't react. You All right, know? can we talk about this hat? Yeah, it's it's very odd, but can we talk about cocaine being written on the wall there? <laughs> <laughs> cocaine Max. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Ricky. Okay, so yeah, let's talk that hat. Let's just remember what's that called? Peacocky. Oh. Ricky is the man. Oh yeah. He, he walks in any room like he's like, yeah, I'm wearing this sombrero. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how how amazing? That's Marby like Ricky. Shut your mouth, William give a shit. Ricky, can we talk about how just awesome of a like big brother slash cousin, just like a good friend, good dude he actually is. Like he stands up, stands up for his family, and he just doesn't take any shit. He's not intimidated by bullies at all. He's the man. Oh, and this guy now has a crush on Angela. So Maybe. far, I think between you and I, we've said, can we talk about um, at least once a minute <laughs> over the last 10 minutes? Listen, I heard. I mean, Ricky told me all about it. Well, anyway, I'm really sorry about what happened to your family. Okay, some sincerity here. Me and Ricky yeah, he's a good dude. Back a long time. We've been best and look, friends for three it, years. It breaks. It breaks, Angela. We always seem to get into trouble. I know. She's starting to finally, like... Last year, we hung the girl's panties on the flagpole. Yeah, you're right. That is kind of the first time she... Um, yeah, her eyes are definitely changing. She's, she's not, like, almost not, out of a trance now. Yeah. <laughs> but Judy... Judy, you can't have that because... No. She's just the worst. Stephen King's chilling novel is now a movie. Cujo, directed by Louis Teague. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Besides, move out. Guess I gotta go. Well, good night, Angela. Oh, here we go. Good night. Uh, what? Good night. Good night! And it will be a good night. So, like, can you just leave her alone? Like, she's not doing anything. You know what's amazing is that you're saying that, and nothing's going on other than Judy's eyes. Like, I don't know. This movie's actually really good, <laughs> and the actors are doing exactly what they need to, with the exception of maybe some skinny dipping. Also, I love the idea the um, the mindset of. Come on, girls, get naked. Fuck you. We're still going to get naked. Even if you don't want to get naked, we're still going to get naked and run so into the wo- like, water. Wow. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> the stereotypical stoner. I don't know if I've ever laughed like that while high. <laughs> <laughs> Just like constantly laughing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely have. <laughs> But this is okay. So, you know, some real talk about this now. So we're talking. We're we're looking at the people that are dying. We're looking at the bullies. Those are the ones who get killed off. Not the all. Not all of them right now, do they? Well, and so far, the bimbos are men. He's a male bimbo. He's a mimbo. <laughs> He's a mimbo. And. It's uh, it's kind of like a role reversal for slasher films, especially in the early 80s. And if we're talking about gender, um, it is apparent that there is a bit of a shift here. Um, and especially when we get to the ending. The male gaze is very prevalent, especially, you know, like 
it's like the pedophile chef or the older camp counselor that dates the younger girl or you know all these guys are just trying always just constantly try to hook up i guess quite honestly like there's very few nice people at camp, at camp. <laughs> yeah was that your experience at no camp? no my, it was awesome this is a horror film from the 80s though I remember <laughs> life can be a horror film from the 80s <laughs> on june 24th four acclaimed directors george miller john landis Joe Dante and Steven Spielberg take you to another dimension. Twilight Zone, the movie, rated PG. Starts Friday, June 24th. Check newspapers for local listings. She's already on the shore. It's over, dude. (laughs) You're alone, dude. This guy's still laughing. Hey, Leslie, see any water snakes out there? Hey, Baba Reba. Hey, hey, Baba Reba. What the hell are you doing here? I bet the rest of the boys will be interested in seeing you. Again, just like all you get the back of the head, a lot of dark hair. Love him and leave. Could be, could be. Who this? Could be a couple different people. That was a little too easy. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, at the end, there he's like, I want to go home. Is this over yet? A lot of tidy whities Lots. Lots. But hey, it's a product of its time. You know. I'm sure Kevin Bacon had some tidy whities <laughs> I love this. Love this scene. Hey! <laughs> oh my god. These what? <laughs> How the hell did that get there? He's just chucking shit like he's making it. He's making it worse. We've all we've all had that kind of day at our work though. Yeah. What the fuck is this fucking bullshit? <laughs> oh, maybe not yeah, that bad of a day. That unveiling. Yeah. So, um, French, the uh, the uh, the makeup designer, mm. I guess. Special effects guru for this. I mean, did a lot with pretty little. Yeah, I mean, you you can see where the budget truly went, <laughs> and and that's no slight against the acting because the acting has been actually I know superb, yeah um, for what they're they're doing the best they can for sure. Um, but the but the the makeup has been great. Ed French, Edward French. He um, has he done anything else? Kind of like notable. Well, let's uh, let us take a well, What's this going on? Terminator Two. Yeah, Terminator Salvation, Star Trek Six, Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, look at that for preacher! It says K and B artist. So uh-huh. yeah, he managed to turn it into a Sinister Two, American Sniper, Cooties. Mm, yep, Terminator. Return to Sleepaway Camp. 
So legit, had a legit career. Black Dahlia. Was this his first? Nightmare, 1981. Smithereens. Amityville 2, The Possession. Sleepaway Camp, Alphabet nice. City. Chud. Chud. Oh! The Stuff. The Stuff. Which I am wearing, wearing. a shirt of. Wow. Uh, I, you know, eh, COVID has impacted some of our delivery times all over the world. And uh, a, m- a month later, I finally received my five birthday t-shirts that I bought for myself. Aww. Um, from Redbubble. I got uh, two for two of the stuff. I got one brain damage with Elmer on it. Vestron video. Oh, with the classic V. Mm-hmm. And Chopping Mall. Oh yeah. But I got Chopping the Killbots. Nice. It's a little more it's a little more accurate of the film being Killbots and not Chopping Mall. I know. Cuz there's no chopping it's so at this funny. mall. Yeah. But it is a good title. You know what? Chopping Mall is a great time. Look, Judy even has a shirt that says Judy. Like that's that's Slayer. Like th- <laughs> like Slayer wears Slayer shirts at a Slayer show. Like you don't need to wear the band that you're in. Like we know who you are. Yeah, she's she's Judy's number one fan. And trust sure. me, a person like Judy, everyone knows who Judy is. <laughs> Good or bad, mostly bad. Just so like, say if you were to show up at a party or yeah. like yeah, high school dance, you just walked in, you'd be like, oh, that's Judy. Yeah, yeah. Love how she goes into that like, just pure, dead kind of stare of just, just lifeless when whenever she doesn't like somebody. Mm-hmm. She, that actress kind of reminds me of that uh, actress who uh, played Taryn in Nightmare Three. In man. my dreams, I'm beautiful and bad. I haven't seen that in so long, man. What? She was the one what? who she she was the one who gets injected by Freddy's syringe fingers. Yeah. Let's get high. Man, it's been so long. <laughs> I love me a nightmare in Elm Street. I know you do. Good and bad. I do. You know you know what one flew under my radar and I only got into later. Oh look, they're hand holding. <laughs> Also, look at these people leaving this dance. It looked like it was the worst time ever. They're like, can we just go to bed now? <laughs> <laughs> Judy especially. Oh, Well, Judy's just like, yeah, she's got tunnel vision. Look at Ricky trying to Mac. Yeah, he's got tunnel vision too. Oh, yeah, he knows, yeah. Not tonight, Ricky. Okay. Ricky, if you need anything, just know that she said not tonight. <laughs> Uh oh! Uh oh! Don't try to take advantage. Nope. That's this movie has a very clear directive. What? Like no, she doesn't want to. No. Yeah. To me, it's like, it almost shows, like, really, that's kind of, like, all that's on his mind. He might be a good guy, but... You and Angela sure are becoming quite an item. So what? I just didn't think she was your type. You know what I mean? I gotta go. These kids from New Jersey are pricks. 
and they're bold. <laughs> Look at the Asia T-shirt. <laughs> Who's what's Asia? I don't know if I've ever heard Asia. Heat of the moment. <laughs> really, that's all you need. Okay. And do you know that that Asia album? Asia, self-titled, 1982, the year before this came out, so that's kind of topical for this. Um, that's the poster that's featured by the electric drum set in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh. Which might say something about the prospective audience that likes Asia. <laughs> so many good, like, camp practical jokes. Ass to the face, shaving cream to the face. I mean, this is like doesn't get any more classic than this prank. Look at that, fell for it. Yeah. Well, if you need if you need a refresher on Asia, see at the end of the summer. Right. Everybody in a bed. That includes you too, lover boy. Like why? Yeah, I know, right? This movie's just all about bullying. It really is. Even when they're okay with it. I know. Guess who? Um, uh, Ricky. Nope. Uh, Burt Reynolds. You're getting warmer. Burt Reynolds. I give up. Surprise. Who are you? <laughs> oh wow, that's a good one, that's a good one Angela. Wow, last night wasn't a thing, eh? Goodbye, Judy. She's such a jerk sometimes. Sometimes? So, yeah. Ugh. Get kind of like the music. Like, I really enjoy the music. It's so well executed. But it's got kind of like a mix of Friday the 13th, Jaws, John Carpenter... Like, everything that's got, like, suspense building. Yeah. Bernard Herman, the big, like, dissonant. Yeah, horns. Yes. Or, like, what? Now, I guess that would, would that be bra- maybe brass, maybe? Sure. Yeah, just the the bassier horns. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the violins. Fuck you. Yeah, really, like. Meg, I want to see you my shack right at the swim period. Nigga, back to your post. Like, you're fired. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you're assaulting a, like, one of the kids. You're a camp counselor. <laughs> it's crazy to think that, like, 1983, not a big deal. I know. I mean, we're at Camp Arawak, remember. They hired. They hired a pedophile chef. That's that's very true, Kyle. Hey, girl. Uh oh. Now here comes one of Look the at greatest worst lines. Ooh, she caught it. Without a reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she tossed her hair back. It was all wet. And nothing moved. Hey, Angela. How come you never take showers when the rest of us do? 
Deserved it. Oh, totally. <clears throat> that was like days of our lives turned up. Yeah. No, but that's crazy. Flat as a board. Okay, I mean, so yeah. okay, circling back to some other discussions. That's exactly some of the struggles experienced for sure. Yeah. Embodied right there. What is Mel doing in the background there? But yeah, it's true. It's like her body shape is how she's being judged. Like, yes. like we're making fun of you because you're flat as a board. Like, <laughs> this is one of the great verbal assaults ever. Killed that man. Oh. Apparently, apparently that was what got him the gig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that—that that was great. Yeah, he's the man. Dude, you're running the show. So, <laughs> so Mel just punished that entire group of bullies the exact same that he just punished Ricky. Someone else is going to hear about this. Yeah. Oh. How do you feel, Angel? All right. She's okay. Better go change before he catches pneumonia. It's almost time to eat. It's. <laughs> He looks at his watch and walks away. Oh, Everything's fine, yeah. Everything, everything revolves around mealtime. Fucking cocksuckers! I'll fucking kill you fucking pricks! I'll kick your ass over this goddamn camp! You fucks! Just laid waste to them, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, if ever you get a moment of road rage, Ricky... <laughs> Young 1983 Ricky is who you channel. Sure. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have a wicked dump. <laughs> I'm just going to have a wicked dump. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, man, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. I need some reading material, and I'm going to have a great big wicked dump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. Oh. Yeah. Again, this could only be Ricky at this point, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these <laughs> cocksuckers will be <laughs> kicking your ass all over this goddamn camp, you fuck. <laughs> uh, you know what? This, this I want a shirt up. with his onslaught. <laughs> also, the free. 
The freeze frame has to be his face as he's pointing. Who is that? Oh my god. Oh, oh, that's great. Really apologize to everyone. There's a lot of wheezing in that, in that little section. Okay, can we talk? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it again. Can we talk about it? Yeah, oh yeah, here we go. This, uh, no bees in that high. No bees. No actual bees. Just sound effects and the shaking of a fake beehive. Well, it's clearly split. There's not even uh, any, any fake any bees flying around. No. That's no. interesting, yeah. But so there then, they are. So then this scene was filmed in a completely separate location with a fake arm, fake head, fake face. N- nobody wanted any part yeah. of that. And, and understandably <laughs> The special so. effects guy goes, I forget what we covered the face in, but man, those bees just lit that face up. They went for it. <laughs> they did, yeah. Like, look, I, mi- I miss that. All these times <clears throat> I've seen it, the those teeth sticking out. Yeah, yeah. How many are left? Holy fuck, boys. Yeah, no, if if by chance Flying Monkeys is listening, thank you. Uh, But yeah, no, I've got a couple Flying Monkeys here. I've got the Live Transmission Milkshake IPA. Mm. Have you had that? I don't think so. It's delicious. I've had many. I'm like, I don't know. I've had many beers. <laughs> I've, I've had many beers. Um, I've got the triple IPA, my sparkle puff, my 10.2%. You know that that is my go-to. Holy fuck. That is my fighting juice. <laughs> fighting juice. Yeah. And then tag your it by Big Spruce and Cape Breton. 6.5. Weak. <laughs> Weak. Weak. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like 475, 73 mils of fighting juice. <laughs> flying monkeys. Flying monkeys. Wildly delicious. Let's see what this one says. Oh, look at that. 50 cents from every can of this intensely juicy IPA supports wild Atlantic salmon research, conservation, and habitat re- restoration in the Maritimes. Oh, bloody lovely, bud. Yeah, big spruce. Yeah, well done, guys. She's Got so weird hearing her talk about like we, the in interviews, like recent interviews and stuff, and on like mm-hmm. on the last drive-in with Joe Bob. Her voice really hasn't changed that much. No, it still sounds like that. I thought I thought you were the killer. I thought you were the killer. K I L L A H. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you were the killer. Oh. oh, she went for it. Oh, oh, whoa! And tapped your fear like no movie before it. Then, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, two continued the legend and spread the fear. Next summer, nature's most terrifying creature takes on an all-new dimension in an all-new adventure. And for the first time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. Three D, the third dimension is terror.
Now it's interesting in this in this whole sequence right here mm-hmm. that are they laughing at them because they're men or they're confused because of the romance because they're young. And that was something that was brought up and yeah, something that I was that's looking interesting. at. And but I know that like when I think back of like if I ever saw my parents kissing, like I'd giggle. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that's just a kid. You know, it when is. You're that, yeah. When you're that young, you don't know. And so that's my critique of that critique is that yeah. it's it's sometimes you're looking a little too deep into something <laughs> that doesn't need to be too complicated. Because th- you got to attack. You actually have to attack this movie from a kid's mindset. Yeah. Uh, but the But the... Under you know undertones overtones mm-hmm. um, definitely definitely do need to be looked at for sure and appreciated I think yeah. Let's do tag your it. We're gonna work our way up. <laughs> this was the sweet lighter version. Blue strips have to capture the white flag, and the guys with the white strips have to capture blue flag. Sounds easy enough, right? Now to capture the flag, you gotta sneak into the other guy's territory. Capture his flag without getting one of your strips taken off. So the first guys to capture the flag wins. And that's about it. Capture the flag. I still don't understand why you got so upset about last Okay, night. how young is that kid in the background? <laughs> that yeah, is a, a toddler. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of different ages. Hey, I understand. Please don't. What's the matter with you? Oh, it all comes out now. Yeah. She just doesn't want to, you fucking dick. <laughs> Here comes Christmas Judy. I know she was she just like squatting in the corner there? What do you know? I know a lot of things. Oh. So she's a bully and a harlot. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. His pockets are out. <laughs> no, let's capture the flag. Oh. It can't miss. I don't feel like playing Oh, come on. Help me out, will you? I can't do it by myself. Please. After we get the flag, the game will be over and you won't have to play anymore. Okay? All right, where do we have to go? Follow me. Should be around there past those trees. You go in from this side, and I'll walk around and attack from the other side. They'll never be able to catch both of us. How do I know when to come out? Good question. Tell you what, give me about five minutes, and when I see them run after you, I'll sneak out and grab the flag. I hope it works. I'll sweat, it's foolproof. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> True colors. That wasn't so bad, was it? I guess not. Judy's as bad as uh, Mel and the cook. <laughs> Just loosen up, would you? Uh oh. That's what you get. Angela! Hey, where are you going? You're a real scumbag, Judy. Yes. Yeah, you are. 
That's a lot of hair. Same to you. Yeah. You know you're a piece of shit. Yeah, you are. <clears throat> that was a perfect line, though. You're a real scumbag. Nice. Yeah. Look at him slinking back. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, uh, riding off the coattails of Friday the 13th, Sleepaway Camp kind of convinces you, okay, you know what? Camp's not for me. <laughs> I'm really sorry about what happened before. I mean, there's so many. What are some of the great summer camp horror movies now? Like, you got The Burning. Oh, yeah. You got Sleepaway Camp, Friday the 13th. Madman. I never really... Did you see Madman? Oh, yes. I actually... Uh, I own big... it on VHS. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's not It's not a good one. Maybe because I saw it so late. No, no, no. You, um, you, don't, have to ex- you don't have to make excuses. I'm not into it's it. It's not that yeah. good. Yeah. Um, ooh, Piranha. But you know what? Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 Double D. Oh, they're pretty entertaining. Yeah. Oh, here's a great list by the Nerdist. Uh, great summer camp horror movies that aren't Friday the 13th. Okay. And actually, I'm not even... I don't know about... Adam's Family Values, I would not say, is a horror film, but... It, it speaks to the It's culture. definitely got a great summer camp um, setting. Sure. But never heard of Summer Camp Nightmare. Never heard of Twisted Nightmare. Okay. Or Cheerleader Camp. Oh, Cheerleader Camp, I know. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. And then we got Madman, The Burning, and Sleepaway Camp, obviously. Yeah. Don't go in the woods alone. For some people, a simple warning is never enough. By the time Alma heard it, it was too late. Something's out there in the woods, and it's killing people. Joni never thought it could happen to her. Ingrid and Peter couldn't believe it happened to them. Something's out there, waiting. Something a little bit wild and crazy. For some people... A simple warning is never enough. It's your decision. If you want it chopped off, just take it to the woods. Remember, the call of the wild is the last thing on earth you want to hear. Don't go in the woods. It's coming soon. For some people, a simple warning is never enough. Okay, so Mel is accusing Ricky of killing everybody. Just like a great WWF match, the ref is looking the other way yeah. while someone is doing something completely against the rules. Yeah. And about to drown Angela in the lake. Like, they're not even looking. Man, that was actually close to the edge. Meg is so terrible. Yeah. Not a good person. Peckerhead. I love how when the girls get called out, they're like, I can't believe they just insulted me yeah, like that. Yeah, and then they throw sand at them. You little fuckers. <laughs> I love Ricky. There are a lot of little, like, tiny kids there. Yeah. No one's looking after them. Ooh. So, I mean, quite honestly, I've, I've looked at, you know, there's there's a, a little bit of a, a spread here of some 
camp horror movies. Yeah, I actually thought there'd be like a lot more, you yeah. know, aside from the Fridays and you yeah, know, yeah. a lot more well-known ones besides you know the Burning Sleepaway Camp and. I mean, that's kind of crazy. But you know what? Camp Camp Horror falls within my nostalgia for summer horror films mm. as well. You know, those, uh, you know, like Children of the Corn, um, even Freddy vs. Jason, they have that party in the cornfield. Like, yeah. it reminds me of early 2000s where, you know, you're post-high school. and There's always just something, too, like, cool about a, <clears throat> a setting for a horror film that's where, where heat like plays a part summer yes. plays a part like it's tech- like supposed even- to be fun but uncomfortable because of the heat yeah like texas chainsaw massacre is just like a very Ugh. very hot feeling movie it really you know? is yeah yeah this is and more good. recently midsummer very hot <laughs> like summer day- know, daylight feeling movie i i know that midsummer is 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 so new mm-hmm and doesn't really fit the nostalgia quota, but I love that movie. It's pretty crazy. I really love that movie. I've watched it way too many times. I oh, think. really? I've seen it twice, and yeah. it and it, it definitely got better for me the second time. Yeah. So now you know. Now, just, have you watched the director's cut? No, I didn't get to see that yeah. extended. I do have that. Um, it's definitely heavier in the sense that it exposes some things about characters that you do not see. Within only a couple minutes per, you know, per scene that they extend. Hmm. And uh, it's very interesting. But I really love what the new wave of horror is doing for horror. You know, our, uh, well, I mean, those two, Ari Aster and uh, Robert Eggers are kind of like and, leading the charge. And Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- those are my three right now of, of uh, the new wave. And they're great. Yes. Oh yeah, here we go. This is just no. Is this the image? No, this isn't it. Just oh, that awful humming. <laughs> I wonder what she was trying to sing. <laughs> oh. Nice. Oh. <clears throat> Oh. Again, just like effectiveness in horror movie editing, not really showing any like actual mm. cutting or penetration. No, just knife and aluminum with blood coming out, and then the girl reacting. Yeah, it's gonna clean off my blade and serve, save some water there. <laughs> I was trying to think about that. Like maybe it was a. Uh, Maybe it's a tick to clean up after yourself, but also maybe to uh, turn the water off would indicate if someone was walking by, there's no sound of anyone being there. That's true. I mean, that's smart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I channeled a a killer's intellect there. (laughs) You're like, mental note. Yes, mental note. No sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is my, uh, my stew scream moment. Where I'm taking notes from horror movies. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because face it, baby, you got to have a sequel. <laughs> I always think of, uh, 
is it oh like marlon wayne's and scary movie oh. but wait there's more <laughs> Judy's already moved on. Okay. Yeah, so so, so the rest of After, after the so after, he's like, okay, Jesus, man, All just get right. it off your mind, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like everything's like a Mentos commercial, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mentos, the fresh maker. No. Now, grammatically speaking, is it pains in my ass or you guys are a pain in my ass? You guys are a real pain in my ass. Yeah. That seems that seems right. Okay. But he yeah, what did he what did he say? You guys are pains in my ass. I think it's you guys are a pain in my ass. I mean, ass. If, the, if the pain is coming from multiple spots on his ass, that would be right. Sure, but I think but it's, it's just one, one big pain. pain? Yeah, it's, a, it's be the sum of all. Yeah, then you guys are a real big pain in my ass. There you go. Yeah. You I'm know. glad we got to the bottom of that. Well, I mean, I was just trying to think of my Monday morning pep talks that I give my team. <laughs> so the director has said that this is the one scene in the movie he kind of regrets because, like... Did we really need to <laughs> axe murder a bunch of little toddlers? Probably not. No, it's it's true. I mean, it is pretty disturbing. But also from a, a character a character analysis, is that really Angela? I know. Like, so she, yeah, she told uh, Buddy to go meet him at, by the lake. And she immediately went into the middle of the woods mm-hmm. to murder six kids. Like, yeah. seems a little strange. Yeah, because those kids really didn't. They, they threw it. they maybe they threw sand. They at might her. have kicked sand at her, but ah, <laughs> uh, bitch! <laughs> Why do you got to kiss so wet? Sorry, that's the really high guy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Next door. Next door. Ugh. Yuck. (laughs) 
Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love her face there, though. She's like, yeah. fucking chicken shit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that that dude's like, you know what? You're you're scum. <laughs> yeah. You are a scum boy. Scumbag. Is that is that a lover boy? Oh, I think it could be. Because I think they used that typewriter font, and they were all about the red and black and white. <laughs> Everybody's working for the weekend. Lover boy. Little Canadian. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Are they? Are they? Well, if there was only a device that was around that we could look up some information on. Everybody's working for the weekend. Yep, Mike Reno. Canadian rock band. <laughs> she, oh. she she was like dead the whole time. Lisa, Lisa was here? He did this. Oh, okay. <laughs> And I let him go. He's basing this on what? The fact that he screamed at a bunch of bullies? No, not Meg. Yeah, it only took the murder of his underage girlfriend to like yeah. really send him into a frenzy. <laughs> okay, she's got the curling iron. Classic. It's obviously Ricky. Yeah. Who is that? It's well, Ricky in a wig. It's <laughs> Clearly your eyes are not in 4K like our TV. We're so spoiled now with like oh my 4K TVs and stuff. I remember watching this just on a shitty like, you know, CRT and VHS. Hell yeah. And it looked awesome. Oh! Punch oh. to the face. Oh. Remember in the interviews with uh, the director, he actually like seemed like he took a little bit of glee in the fact he goes like, what's the worst way I can murder this terrible person yeah yeah yeah. it's like this is kind of harsh man what's about to go down it is um <laughs> it's I, like, just, I almost uh, wonder if he was channeling like some other aggressions i know like it was strange how he talked about this because i don't even think even judy deserves this <laughs> yeah like this is that uh, that's life-changing this is like remember when evil dead when the tree like the yes. tree went up there yeah Rapes so like the yeah girl we're gonna the go there we're gonna yeah you know, and, and, but you know what? That's, that's they don't all really implicit. Sh- it, it is this impl- is all yeah. implicit. And this is us. Actually, you know what? I would need to be told that that's, that's true. what's happening. That's true. When I was a kid, I definitely didn't pick up on that. You're right. I just thought she was just being like stabbed yeah, in the stomach or something true. like that. But it makes total sense due to the motivations and the character of Judy and like that's true what she's yeah. into. Harsh. That is heavy. Ugh. It's also very heavy. Man, a one-two punch. Yeah, it's almost like, oh, that was awful. Oh, this is also awful. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, Ricky Jonathan, mm. he said in his uh, documentary that 
friend of his, always says, sleepaway camp does not disappoint. It really doesn't. I mean, it's... It almost gets... I mean, it, it gets better with every viewing, in a way. Yeah. I've only seen it now. I think this is probably my fifth... I'm going to say my fifth time seeing right. this. Right. Like, it's... A lot of Adidas. They a must lot have, of Adidas. They must have gotten a little bit of uh, finance help. Well, there's the 350000 right there. I mean, who knows? Just make it snappy. Pepsi. Wasn't feeling well after supper, but feeling well enough to eat a half a dozen candy bars on the way back <laughs> to the bunk. Yeah, it might be time to maybe call the cops. Yeah. Also, this guy's just about to murder. Like he's he's mad at a kid, maybe murdering. He's gonna beat up this kid. Like, oh, <laughs> Ricky swearing to the bitter end. Yeah, <laughs> that would be on his tombstone. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, fucking cocksucker. Yeah, yeah. He's he's going like 2001 Space Odyssey on him. That was very primal. <laughs> Wow. You're right. What? You are not fit to be running anything. (laughs) You are not a good business owner. Avenging his underage hookup. (laughs) Just like I promised Meg, who I met one week ago. Oh, it can. Oh, yeah. So that was a cool effect. The guy talked about it was done in one shot. It was two pieces. Yeah. And the the arrow exiting out of the back of his neck was like a spring or something. It yeah, was just like, activated. Yeah, it just yeah. activated. It's so cool. Very cool. Oh, here's a cop. Oh, is this when he has the fake mustache? <laughs> I don't know. I just assume everyone in the 80s has a overhyped mustache. <laughs> like nobody has a true real mustache. Arts, crafts. <laughs> well, now, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, your captain speaking. Uh, we're about to make our final descent here into uh, the the, uh, the uncanny valley, into one of the most disturbing horror movie endings of all time. And both of the engines have completely <laughs> disengaged from the plane. Let's go swimming. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty crazy stare she's got going on. Yeah, it's it's you know very genuine, lifeless stare. Yeah. The abyss. Mm. <laughs> Abyssa Rose. Oh, why 
does a flashlight need to be that huge? <laughs> Why does a mustache have to be that big? Hmm. Well, Kyle, these are questions we don't have to ask because it is sleepaway camp. <laughs> oh, more Adidas. Oh, Ricky. Poor Ricky. I want a, that T-shirt. By wait the way, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's no longer. It's it's not Ricky. Ricky's not the killer. Oh yeah. No. So who could it be? It must be Mel. I mean, I would make sense that it was Mel. Oh, this is this is where we see the fake stash. If the if the stash until now has been real, here's the fake one. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's two pieces right there. Two it's pieces. legitimately just painted on him. So yeah, the actor apparently had another role. He shot his first bunch of scenes, got hired to do something else, Angela. shaved it, and then came back, and they had to give him a fake mustache. Ricky, Paul, you guys out here? You guys out here? Yeah. I got my two-piece red suit on. <laughs> Sounds like singing. Oh shit. Sounds like singing. The light goes out. All right. A bit of a moment of silence, please. It's Angela. Angela, are you all right? Angela, are you okay? Angela, can you hear me? Living with us so much. Yes, goosebumps. I know you are. As a welcome home present, I bought you such wonderful new clothes. I just hope that Richard doesn't get jealous that I didn't get him anything. Oh, but then he is such a dear. I'm sure that he won't mind. You see, I've always wanted a little girl. But of course, when my husband left, oh, you can see well, the that's all water under the bridge, like, as I always how cold say. Did they water make that under the bridge. But it certainly will be a nice little surprise when Richard comes home to find a little girl in the house. Yes, I've always dreamed of a little girl just like you. I mean, we already have a boy, so another one simply would not do. Oh, what a piece no, of shit. absolutely not. A little girl would be so much nicer, don't you think so, Angela? <gasps> Angela, such a lovely name. Poor Peter. Why, I believe it means angel. Why, yes, I'm sure it does. I know you're going to like that name. Won't you, Peter? How can it be? Still. God, she's a boy. Just one of those endings that sticks with you forever. And then they like make this negative transition for the image. Yeah. And then just holds on it. And then I've so like every time I've watched that move this movie, yeah. It, my, my I get I swear I get full body goosebumps. Yeah, you get that like, tingle. It just goes through me like a dr- a feeling of dread just like yeah. just like you know, just falls through. It's me. so well done and despite 
you know, its legacy and the tropes and it's just so genuine feeling. I think that's why it still continues to feel new every time you you watch it. Yeah. Well, also, what also makes that genuine is that that was a legitimate like 20 year old, I forget, 18 or 20 year old college, some college guy they picked up because they originally wanted to put a fake penis on Felissa Rose but she was like what 17 like yeah she was and even her mom apparently who was on set the entire time was like you know she had a big hand in like everything that you know they they wanted Angela to be more involved in the killings and they were like maybe we shouldn't have a little kid do all that anyways so they were going to put a strap on on Felissa Rose and they were like no that's not going to happen so what they did was take a full cast of her face using like you know whatever material I don't know like a very thin like a full model of her face in that famous freeze framed pose that she's known yeah. for and it was just a regular dude <laughs> who barely was they had to get him drunk he was like sitting in the corner getting drunk oh he was crying God. he didn't want to do it and they put this mask on him and that's a real dude with a real penis <laughs> for yes. that iconic who, image who remains nameless yeah, to this he's day never come forward no one really i mean is yeah. he even in the credits i guess we'll have to look but but uh yeah no it's it, it's it's one of those endings that will forever um, be synonymous with the name, right? Yeah, so it, it may it um it it does the movie's great, and you know you know for what it is, like it, I've grown to love it more. But the movie is famous for that scene, like that scene, the specific twist and the image associated with that twist. Man, it just catap- the movie is because of that. Yeah, like if you see that image, you know the movie. Yeah. And if you th- if you say the movie title, you're going to you think, think of Angela. The, it, it's it's a brilliant link, and and I think that's part of the hook of uh, a meaningful uh, slasher. Is do you have an icon to associate with the title, it's and true. vice versa? And even though it's even though it's not a, like a long running franchise, even though I mean they did make sequels and stuff, and, but it's not like I, I guess in the the pantheon of great horror films you do have a great ending and a great character and a great association with the name and that's what makes a horror film like kind of live on i guess and last forever in a way like people will you know people always know sleepaway camp because of that ending yeah no it's great and i and i know i've mentioned this uh before between us i don't know if it made it to the show but um that freeze frame of angela there uh, was used by the band Can't Kill Yourself CKY. Oh yeah, <laughs> on their first album and their actual their um, I think they recreated it with somebody else on the actual disc image of the second album, uh, Infiltrate, Rebuild, oh. Destroy. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I a lot of their a lot of their songs were horror films, you know, uh, mm. in terms of the content. So. Um, you know, this is the this is an important movie of its genre, but I think now, you know, given given our ability to retrospectively appreciate some of the lesser appreciated horror films, this one especially has something a little different. And and that's why we wanted to cover it this week was, you know, in tribute to the month that we're in, mm-hmm. being Pride Month of June, and um you know, just a uh, just a little more well-rounded understanding of uh, of what uh, of what we can bring to a podcast discussion, what uh, 
what films can bring to uh, to societies thirty years after the fact, mm-hmm. almost forty years. It's almost, and it's amazing that movies can evolve in that way. You know, yes, like no matter what you intended, you know, here we are, thirty years on, we're talking about like, you know, the subtexts of, you know, Sleepaway Camp that to ring true and that actually makes sense you know yeah i mean that unveiling is almost as uh shocking as 1960s psycho finding out that norman bates was dressed up as his mother killing the female victims that norman bates was infatuated with some previous readings of this film was that it was actually homophobic and that the horror of the film in the ending was that you know to be trans to be gay would be the horror and to be trans would be to commit homicide but that's actually not the reading she's a product of her environment Mm -hmm. she was bullied you know in into let's say the actions if you're trying to make sense of 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 the killings of a slasher film she was bullied into killing all those people but she was also in a situation in a home life where she was pushed into that um during what she would need some serious mental health assistance with. Well, yeah, that's what I, that's from what I see is like, you know, she's, she was never ever allowed to be, or Peter was never ever allowed to be truly himself, herself, you know, whatever. Yes. It's almost like a, you know, and just her, her steely gaze, uh, you can almost sense now looking back on it. Now that you know the truth about Angela, it's almost like, a boy, you know, a boiling pot, and or like a kettle, and that just like that that steam, that's that that sound, it's just like the pressure is building and building and building and building. You know what I mean? And like her environment is just creating this just like explosion, and that and that's the end of Sleepway. I don't know. That's what I kind of got most to. certainly, yeah, yeah. And and as we are, you know, um, just watching it as fans of horror, it makes total sense that if you're pushed to your absolute limits within the horror genre usually your 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 actions are a product of your environment and uh you know and and with that being said a lot of that is also reflective on society as well but usually not as horrific uh when we're talking about a 1983 slasher capitalizing on the success of friday the 13th however if we're looking at it from uh, a trans um perspective Yes, uh, this is actually very, very cool because a lot of the roles are reversed. The male counterparts in the in the um, the camp are quite salacious. They are more of the TNA that slashers were, per, you know, predominantly uh, capitalizing on with the male audiences. So there's actually no resolution, which I think is also the unsettling nature of uh, a 1983 slasher that has that ending is that um, it it might suggest that there's going to be more, but it actually poses a lot more questions that I think the times were not prepared to deal with. And, you know, like I discussed with the Horror Dads last week on The Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 is that, you know, at the time, the character of Jesse being a scream queen man um you know uh, the first male scream queen i don't think the times were ready for it so they they criticized it for being too quote-unquote gay for us when we're watching this 
some some have previously said that the unveiling of Angela being a man is what you know is is being a translated as a as horrific imagery but that's actually not the horror it's seeing a truth of um what a trans person might experience in society and that the frustrations and struggle and turmoil that goes on in bullying and misunderstandings and ignorance mm-hmm. within a horror setting yeah could push an individual yeah. to For those an limits explosion yeah. yeah an animalistic reaction yeah which i mean that, also that let's guttural yes, I, I mean right? i don't even know what that is i don't know how they made that sound but I, it can't be felissa rose but no but that's it, it's it, it is shocking and it's such an effective slasher it's a great horror film it's a really really cool piece to study and i think it's super important to um to film and uh you know say what you will about you know acting directing etc because it's really interesting to see that you know there's a very very short list of actors that have gone on to continue with acting roles uh, beyond sleepaway camp including the director but Sleepaway Camp seems like a really, really important piece of film to those that were involved. And I think speeding ahead almost 40 years later, Sleepaway Camp is still important to those who identify with it now. Because there's something different. It's not about a killer with one-liners like Freddy or a hockey mask like Jason there's motivations. There's real life motivations and there's real life consequences for behavior. And it's not about immoral uh, slasher tropes like, you know, you have sex, you die. You know, we'll go back to that Jamie Kennedy speech of, you know, the, here's the rules of a slasher from Scream. <laughs> you know, like, um, this is this is very different and it, it spins it. And... Yeah, you could definitely overread it, but I really, really enjoy Sleepaway Camp. I think it's very cool. The practical flat, uh, effects are amazing. The people are shitty, and you actually <laughs> end up siding with Angela even during that like traumatic ending of just seeing that face. Like I'm going to see that face tonight when I lay down. But um, it's so important to say that it's still with us almost 40 years later. It is crazy. Like you know, here we are talking about it. You know. Is it 40? Yeah, you're right. 40 years later, almost 40 years later. It's almost um, as old as you. And the intentions, he, the the guy literally said, I just wanted to make a horror movie with a cool twist ending. <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's, that's the beauty of film, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Sleepaway Camp, amazing. Um, and I just want to say that it's, it's good to be back. This was amazing. I'm glad to be, you know, back in the realm of the, the nostalgia. The pod. Perfect. So for Nostalgia Junk Podcast, once again, I am Kyle saying, eat shit and die, Ricky. And I'm Matt saying, eat shit and live, Bill. How's it going, everybody? This is Chewy. And this is Monica. And we are from the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. Where we talk about stuff like horror films, shows, and folk legends. 
find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podchaser. Like us and give us a review. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gag Me With The Spoon, The Other Half Of The Battle, and Chant With The Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes.